Welcome everybody. Good morning. It is well. It is the delayed broadcast. Isn't it, it is a delay. It doesn't even matter what day you say, Lyle. Because I was going to say it is the d- d- this particular day, and then I realised no, this is the delayed broadcast. <laughs> These are all of the all of the uh, <clears throat> delayed people. Oh, our de- lovely delayed listeners. Yeah, we love we you still guys. Love, we still love you guys, but you are on the delayed broadcast. We would love you. More if you came on the other one, yeah, on the live show. And do you know what? Not only would we love you more, but you guys would love it more because you can just would love us more. There'd just be all more love. Yeah, yeah. They can like win prizes. They can get tokens of our affection. They can uh, <laughs> win the quiz prize and get the free giveaway and call in and yeah, be part of the show. So yeah, and of course, is way to and go. of course, just in case you're wondering, we are listening. You are listening to Faith FM eighty seven point six, eighty seven point eight, or eighty eight, depending on where you are in Australia. Yeah, this is a breakfast show with Lyle and Mon, and we are we're not only. Are we delayed, but we're like not even here. No, we are, we, we are we are not here. You thought we were here. We sound like we are here. We are not here. Where are we? We are in Stewart's Point, New yes. South Wales. If you do not know where Stewart's Point, New South Wales is, then Google is your friend. We're at the Stewart's Point Convention Centre. Uh, we are broadcasting from Big Camp. And if you don't know what Big Camp is, Big Camp is a gathering of around about two and a half thousand Christians all in one place for an old-fashioned camp meeting. There are people staying in tents. There are people staying in caravans. There are people staying in camper vans. There are people staying in camper trailers. There are people staying in rooftop tents. There are people staying in swags. There are people staying in cabins and dormitories. And there are people staying in cars. And in hammocks. Don't forget hammocks. Who slept in a hammock last night? It rained. I don't know who, but I did see a hammock strung up. Look, I'm getting the thumbs up from a producer. Okay, there are people staying in hammocks. There are people staying in I hammocks. Hope, I hope they had a tarp last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be a very wet hammock. Socky hammock. <laughs> and there are people who are just coming for the day. So if you are anywhere near Stewart's Point, if you are within a couple of hours drive of Stewart's Point, then you know where to be. Be there's here. There's all kinds of activities happening throughout the day. There's you know there's workshops for the adults. We have all different kinds of workshops and topics. As you know, we have a super stuff. interesting conversation yeah. coming up with Marcus Mundell about who is finances. teaching one of the workshops. That's right. Yeah, there's lots and lots of kids activities for all different ages. I've got to tell you, there's like a tent for every different age. Um, you know, they're all theme and it's also exciting and uh, oh the tents are amazing themselves they're like twice as big as a circus tent so it's really really cool to see it's a great show uh, that's, the, that's the big tents where all of the workshops are happening yes yeah, very yeah exciting. fancy doing it in fancy doing it under canvas rather than doing it under you know most of these things happen in you know convention centers and all kinds of mm-hmm. flash and this is like super super cool it has so much atmosphere and it's right on the beach. Yeah. The beach. We're broadcasting from the beach. It's so exciting. And Did you uh, go to the beach this morning? I did not. Are you crazy? Why not? I have to be in the studio at 6.30. When will I have time to be at the beach before go that? The, go to the beach for sunrise. Too. Speaking about sunrise. I'm on the work. I mean, I'm on my way to work when sun is rising. Okay. okay. All right. Um, so speaking about sunrise, we have a Anzac Day. Dawn service. Dawn service. Up. Yeah, this Wednesday. Um, happening on Wednesday, which is going to be at very, very special. Mm-hmm. Um very oh, special. hey, Lyle, yes. before I forget, let me ask right. you, right. what are you grateful for this morning? I'm grateful that I'm here at Big Camp with my old truck. Yes. More he's coming up about that. We're going to talk about that in a second. Yes. But uh, ask him what I'm grateful for. Why? Do, you, do, you, do you, you particularly want to share something this morning, do you? I, I do. Okay. I do. One of my, one of my all-time favourite things 
I, I, I'm not sure whether I'm going to ask you. This. Oh, come on now. I thought, I thought, That's I mean. I was, I was going to I was going to ask you tomorrow morning rather than this no, morning. No, no. Go and ask me. Ask me <laughs> what I, I'm grateful do, do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Will you share it anyway with the ask you, do you know, I, I know that you're going to be excited because I know it's something that you are also grateful for. Okay, what are you grateful for? for this morning? I am grateful that I'm staying in a cabin that has a tin roof and it rained all night. Yes. Isn't that just yes. the best? And my antique truck has a tin roof and it rained all night. It was so wonderful. You sleep so well when it rains on tin. Yeah. And you know what was even better about my antique truck where I sleep in it, where the bed is? What? Uh, it's about um, uh, about 500 millimetres from the tin. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it kind of squizzy. You like, uh, up close almost, and personal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you got this, this, this rain drumming on the metal right above your head. It was just blissful. I was, I was laying in bed last night reading a book and the rain was drumming on the roof and it lulled me to sleep. And I woke up and my book is still propped up in front of me and the lights are still on. And so, oh, I, so I started to keep reading and then I woke up again. <laughs> and I'm hey, like, okay, I'm going to shut exactly my lights off exactly what I did last night. <laughs> what book are you reading? I'm reading a book about the history of Tobruk. Oh, I'm reading... Which I thought was, I thought was topical seeing as Anzac Day is coming up. Yes, true story, yeah. yeah. I'm reading Love and Respect by Dr. Emerson Egerich. It's okay. a very good book. Took a lot of notes so far. Mm, but yeah, okay. great reading, lying in bed, listening to the rain. If you'd like to join us, come on down to Stewart's Point Convention Centre. We're going to have a song break. This is Savannah Ellis. Love or you never let me go.
That was Savannah Ellis. Love you. Never let me go here on Faith FM. And we have come to our... You've got a new story for us. Yeah, well, I'm actually super excited that you're back because you were gone all last week. How dare you leave me? Oh, I, no. thought, I thought you were super happy to see me. I was like, <laughs> he's gone. Yes, no. let's party while Lyle is gone. No. But how about you explain to listeners where you were, young man, all last week? I was in Kingscliff. What were you doing? I was, the Kingscliff is an awesome place in the world. Why wouldn't I be in Kingscliff? Because you you were supposed to be helping me out was, with was, the show. I was on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I mean. No, I wasn't on the beach. I was teaching uh, classes for the Arise. Uh, I think you were interviewed some of my students. I interviewed I interviewed a couple of them actually. They told me you're a terrible teacher. No, they didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I paid them well. Yeah, <laughs> praise the Lord. And uh, and now that you're back, and I know you're that you're, praise you're, the Lord that I bribed my students. No, no, praise <laughs> the Lord that they had a good. They had a true yeah. a true story to tell about how yeah of course if you'd like to uh, be interested in doing um, um, Bible college then uh, for with the Arise um, three month program give us a call yeah exactly it is a great idea yeah. everyone should do it now I am I do have a question for you because I know that you're so excited to be back because not only are you back working with me of course but you're also back and you're here at camp and you're staying in your vintage Bedford yes I am it's awesome it's and before you tell us about it I got something to tell you about vintage machinery okay I don't know that you I saw this news article and I was like this is perfect for Lyle I don't know if you heard but there's been a vintage machinery collection containing some of the rarest tractors in the world oh no way that sold at an auction in Western Australia my home state ah oh. and these some some of these tractors like the collection sold for more than a million dollars you're kidding me. A million that, dollars. Like what, one single tractor for more than a million dollars. Yeah. So there was, well, no, the, the collection. The collection itself. They didn't actually sell all of it. I was going to say one one single tractor, that would have to be just something. No, there's there's nobody out there that's that, that's that keen, you know. Yeah. You're pushing to get a million dollars for a, an XY GT HO Phase 3 Falcon. Um, no idea what that is, but all the men out there are yes, like, Woo! Are like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, let they me. Ha- t- they have sold for over a million, but um, let me tell you a little bit about this collection. So this is belonging to the late Tony Palethorpe, who is a collection of International Harvest Harvester Company Agricultural Machinery, believed to be the largest in at least the Southern Hemisphere. And this sale was organised by his three children. It was a very sad day for them because. Um, you know, their father passed away and this mm. is his collection. Deceased estate. Yeah, and they don't, you know, they don't have the, the, the interest really or the means to, to upkeep the collection like he did because he spent half his life collecting and restoring vintage farm machinery and so they wanted it to go to people who were just as passionate as their father had been so it could, you know, be taken to shows and, you know, that kind mm, of thing. Mm, mm. Um, and so they, they, they organised this auction and, uh, you know, thousands of people turned out in, um, in spite of the bad weather, in spite of the rain, and they had bids coming from all over the world, you know, US, China, New Zealand, and uh, we're definitely going to put this up on our Facebook because yes, the I pictures I are see this. so cool. So he's, he was well-renowned and respected around the world because of his, you know, his collection and his knowledge that, you know, of course you would accumulate this amazing knowledge, but um, he did have uh, one of the most valuable and rarest tractors, which is a 1930 McCormick Deering, is only one or two left of its kind in the world. That sold for fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big ticket item, however, was a Type D Titan. 
Okay. Which attracted a bid of $190,000, which was enough to be an Australian record for vintage machinery. Yes. Um, but the family did decide not to sell it because they thought, it, you know what, it's worth a little bit more. So you had oh, to they got turned in at 190. How yeah, cool that's, is that's, that? That's very cool. That's so awesome. Just showing a picture of yeah, an old yeah, tractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, <but> you're, <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> you're drooling. <laughs> Let me mop up the drool there. But tell me, so you're in a Bedford and for a gal like me, like, you know, sure, I know what like, you know, Corvette is, but not really up to date with what a, well, down to date, I should say, <laughs> with what a Bedford is. So why do you expect my listeners, what it is you're actually sleeping in, in on this camp? Okay, so it's a J1 Bedford, 1960 model. Um, so J Series Bedford, they ran from 1960 to 74, and uh, this was the smallest of them. So it's a one and a half ton, and uh, they ranged all the way up to like six ton and more. They um, so this one is the one that doesn't have dual wheels on the back, so it's kind of cool that way. It's like a uh, almost like a large Ute. Mm-hmm. But my dad bought it when before I was born, um, right here in the Newcastle. Well, not right here, but right in the Newcastle area. And built a canopy that he put on the back of it to move all of our furniture to Tasmania. And when I was two years old, I rode in that truck all the way from Newcastle to Tasmania. Oh, that is so precious. And last August, I drove it all the way back. All the way back. Yes. And the canopy's still on it. And when we got to Tassie, we took all of our furniture out because it was basically uh, built for, you know, for moving our gear. And we put a couple of windows in it. And we lived in the back of it while we built our house. Um, in Glen Hewen, Tasmania, beautiful part of the world, Hewen mm-hmm. Valley, just spectacular mm-hmm. part of the world. Your parents live down there. Yep. And um, yeah, so lots of great memories there. And then in Tasmania, they have a big camp just like this one. It's just a small big camp because Tasmania doesn't have as many people. Yeah, because Tasmania is small. When, when, I was, when I was a kid and I used to go to big camp, it was so massive. It was like 200 people there. You know, come to this one, there's 2,500. You go to the South Queensland, one of those 5,000. But um, we won't go there. But uh, <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, so we used to go up every year. And I was talking to my dad after I arrived here, because I called him after I arrived, not before, just to, you know, because... You don't want to preempt what might go wrong, what could possibly go wrong on an eight-hour trip on a, in an antique truck. Um, and we worked out that this was the first time in 32 years that it had been to big camp. Wow. Okay, now you want to hear a really cool yes, story. Okay, yes. this is amazing. I'm driving up here, right, and I stop for fuel in Port Macquarie. And I stop for fuel quite regularly because I have no fuel gauge. <laughs> the fuel gauge has always been, ever since my father has owned this truck, which was before I was born, has been a piece of steel that you poke into the fuel tank and pull it back out to see how much fuel there is oh, in there. Mercy. The, dip, the old dipstick. And uh, um, so um, the fuel gauge has read the same thing my, my the entire existence of this truck, as far as I can tell. But um, so I stopped for fuel and this guy came up to have a chat. And this happens regularly in my old truck. Whenever I've taken it anywhere, people have a chat about it. And he walks over and he says, I remember this truck used to go to big camp in Tasmania, didn't it? Are you serious? I am dead serious. I was like, oh, what? (laughs) Someone had remembered it from all those years ago and recognized it. Because I guess it's the only one with that kind of a homemade canopy on the back. It's mind-blowing to me that men can remember how cars look, like, what is it, 30 years later? 32 years later. (laughs) So he would have been a teenager at the time, and I would have been a teenager at the time, and uh, and yeah. 
So there you go. So that was, uh, that was yeah, I'm just having a, a great time my old track at the moment, as you can tell. Well, we are going to put some photos of the truck because your wife is a mad, skilled photographer. We're going to put some photos of your truck and I think we'll also put pictures of this uh, vintage machinery um, auction collection up on our Facebook. And some so, pictures of Big Camp. Yeah, and some pictures of Big Camp. So, so Because if you're missing out, then come along, come along. It's amazing. It's so much fun. Yeah. And bring the kids. This is one of the best kids um, organization, events that there is all yeah, year long. Yeah, there's all kinds of special events going on. I have a, a, a program in front of me and you can get a hold of the program. You can jump on, on the website. There is, if you just go on uh, on, on Google and search uh, NNSW, North New South Wales Big Camp, um, just look for, you know, Big Camp is pretty much the, the search words that you want. But we have a program in front of us and it tells you all the different things that are happening, you know, all the different themes because each kid's tent has a different theme. So beginners is like God made me and the fishes in the sea. So, you know, and they have uh, they have crafts and play and just all this kind of stuff. The shipwrecked is the theme of the early primary tent and God's backyard is the kindergarten tent theme. And then upper primary, upper primary, oh, it was so much fun. Their theme is Mighty Fortress. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot of games and stuff happening. Great time. And they've got water skiing and all that kind of stuff happening on the lagoon and different, yeah, all kinds of um, activities. And if you come visit us here in the studio and pester Lyle, I think he'd be very happy to give you a little tour of his bed fit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what you've actually got to see, the most amazing part of it is that when I left for Kingscliff, uh, the back of the bed for the, the canopy area was just empty and I came back and my amazing wife has just transformed it into she a did. work of art. She did. She's got an artist's eye. That's why she's so good at her photography, but she's also very skilled at decor, decorating. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I just like, what can, you, what can you do with a with a metal box? Yeah. I came back in this metal box was just like wow this is this is like walking into a into home right here so for those of you who are just dropping around um dropping by at big camp uh what's the what's the address that we're here at lyle i don't know it's uh, stewart's point if you go to stewart's point You'll find it. Kind of hard to miss, right? Between it, Stewart's Point and Yarrahapne, that road that runs between those two there, you cannot miss it. It is impossible to miss. It is so big and there are so many tents and caravans and camper vans and people and you, you would just, yeah, it's right there. You can't Yeah, you it. go as if you're going to, what, what is it, Grassy Heads Beach? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And it's at the big campground there. You'll see a big entrance with a campground. Just pull on in. You'll be most welcome. Come say hi. Come visit us. Come have a great day. Bring the kids. Bring your auntie, uncle, your postman, Pat. Let's have a song break. This is Chris McClun.
Welcome back, everybody. That was uh, Chris McClarney, Breathe On Me, Breath of God. Well, I'll guess what? What? I'm just going to jump right in there. I'm so stoked right now. I was about to tell my story. So stoked. Get this, get this. Someone got the quiz before you did. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations to Andrada Phillips of Lara Geelong, who's called in and she had the number correct and you were still confused. Andrada, congratulations. The number was indeed three. Uh, So the quiz was the number of months that Mary stayed with Elizabeth when they were both pregnant and that was for three months. Congratulations. You have won the Melissa Otto Blue Sky album. And do you know what? We answered that so quickly on the first clue. I'm I'm so proud right now of our listeners. I'm just going to hit you with another one. Let's just start another quiz. Okay. Sounds good. I'm going to make this one a little bit harder. Mm. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a what book am I Okay, so we'll make it a hard one because everybody's here at big camp. Uh, And people at big camp, they should should know stuff. They should know stuff. They should for sure know stuff. So this is a what book am I quiz, all right? And the first clue, I mean, other than the fact that it's obviously a Bible book, the first clue is this book tells that God made husband and wife one because he was seeking godly offspring. Do I get a confused trace of mine? Okay, so read that again. This book tells that God made husband and wife one because he was seeking godly offspring. I love well, it. I know which book says <laughs> God made husband and wife one. I could give you the chapter and verse for God making husband and wife one. <laughs> but that last line there is just throwing me for a bit of a... I love it because I either get one of two faces from Lyle when I read the quiz. I either get because this like wanted, confused face godly or I get this smug I know this answer face. And right now I've got the confused face. i got the confused you just, face. You're just pulling out all the hard questions <laughs> all at once. Yes, no, this is a, a hard one and I'm not sorry rules. about it. If you know the answer, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. And uh, we will send you the prize. Let's give. Do you know what? Let's give away some more Melissa Otto albums. We'll give away one of her newer ones. If you know the answer 1-800-324-843 tell me what book of the bible is that in there you go see if you can see if you can figure it out before i figure it out and if you have if you have a quiz question with which you can stump lyle also give us a call if you do manage to stump lyle successfully i'll give you two prizes oh there you go that's that's two prizes yeah yeah so lyle tell us what is happening all around the world today i'm sure you have like some sort of current hot topic that you've been burning to talk about ever since you uh, took the week off. Yeah, well, there's a number of um, interesting stories out there. Did you know that one of the world's largest cannabis companies is positioning itself for recreational marijuana use to be made legal in Australia? Uh, They are taking out patents on their products here in Australia and getting themselves all set up, ready to go. Are you serious? I'm I'm actually... Dead, dead serious. Oh, you know, I'm not surprised because I often, you know, as we all know, Australia usually follows in America's footsteps, which is sad. But I didn't think that would follow so fast because, you know, America, only a few states have legalized cannabis, not the whole country just yet. But uh, I, I find that's very sad. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, particularly when the Bible speaks about mind-altering drugs, you know, mm. you can read about it in Deuteronomy where the Bible likens mind-altering drugs to um, idolatry, puts it in the same category. Oh, really? And then you look at the social cost that this will bring and the economic cost that it will bring. Um, it's really quite terrifying. If you look at the economic cost of, say, for instance, alcohol, which is a legal mind-altering drug, mm-hmm. um, and we need to 
you know, be very clear and put it exactly where it belongs. This is a legal mind-altering drug. The social cost of of alcohol to our nation throughout the history of our nation has mm. been truly enormous. Massive. And not not you know not, forget the well you've got the economic cost as well because the burden that it places on our health system is just you know almost incalculable incalcul- and, and it's like okay well we're just going to start adding to that. It seems to me to be absolute insanity. I mean how many friends have you got? How many friends have I got that have become completely paranoid because of the use of cannabis? Yeah, do you know, I actually had a friend um, and he had many friends that use cannabis. And I remember one time I asked him, I said, you know, I said, um, what, you know, why did you never smoke? And he said something that really surprised me. He wasn't a Christian and I've remembered it to this day because this was, you know, maybe about 10, 15 years ago. He said to me, Mon, I just noticed that when people start smoking marijuana, it's like they become stunted and they no longer fulfill their full potential. Yeah, absolutely. And I know some, you know, I've got some really good uh, friends who have done amazing things in ministry and uh, and continue to do amazing things in ministry who used to use cannabis and yet they carry those scars with them for their entire life. Mm-hmm. You will often hear, you know, say for instance in their preaching or their teaching of the Bible and so forth, you'll hear just little slip-ups here and there and, you know, if you talk to them about it, they're like, yeah, well, you know, I've done a lot of damage in the past. Yeah, yeah. And you just, you just, you are never the same person after you use mind-altering drugs. It's as simple as that. And your brain will be so much clearer and so much more effective uh, if you just stay away from this kind of stuff. And we have a mutual friend, um, Lyle, that, you know, before he became a Christian, I did the math for him one time. He, you know, he told me how much he used to spend per week and then how, how you know, many years he had spent um, smoking uh, marijuana. And I did the math and, and discovered that he had spent over half a million dollars in his lifetime on marijuana, basically his entire paycheck almost every fortnight. And um, and it's sad now because, you know, now he's clean and he's a Christian and he doesn't use and he's no longer addicted, but his mental capacity is stunted. And even though he's actually the same age as you, he's very much like a 15-year-old in his mind, which is mm. sad because, you know, he's in his 40s, he's single, he desperately wants to get married, but no woman will have him because, you know, he has the maturity of a child, you know, he... he acts like a teenager he still lives with his mum you know can't organize himself can't keep down a job um you know he's good-hearted loves jesus but mm, definitely mm. ruined his 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 lifescape mm, so yeah mm. yeah i don't know why we would go down this particular path i mean i i i look at uh, you know they talk about prohibition and, the, and and people say oh yeah prohibition was a failure and all the rest do you know why prohibition was a failure why because the winners are the ones who get to write the history that's exactly true it's as simple as that that is why prohibition was a failure. It's not because it was a failure. It was because of who wrote the history on it. And and, 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 it was, and that history is driven by alcohol industry, which is a massive, huge. massive industry and incredibly well-funded and incredibly threatened by this kind of a, uh, a situation. You look at the alcohol, is, um, you know, is, is every bit as carcinogenic as nicotine. Mm. And I wish that, that advertisement for alcohol was as illegal as um, advertising nicotine is. Cigarettes is now. It will be one day. I hope so. Uh, if, if time goes um, long enough, simply because 
of the lawsuits that um, are brewing and, and uh, pardon the pun, and that will be created as a result of you know alcohol. But think about you know the effect that alcohol has on people that don't even participate in that. Such a, a a bigger effect than nicotine does. You know you can die from passive smoking, mm-hmm. um, and that's a, that's a terrible terrible thing because you don't deserve it. You didn't choose to. That's not something that you mm. wanted to do. And we now have strict re- legislation in relationship to that. But how many people have died? As a result of alcohol, who have never used alcohol, I have yeah. never used alcohol. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. It's like why? Mm-hmm. Just give me a reason why. You know, if I need to use a mind-altering drug so that I can enjoy myself, there is something seriously wrong with my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and I need to sort out my life, not take drugs. You know, uh, that's a very good point. You need to sort out your life instead of taking drugs. Yeah. Now there is. I want to ask you one question about this. Um, you know, there is some. I want to say conspiracy theory as to why marijuana has been legalized because a lot of people think that, you know, the mass reaction that it'll have on population is that they will become paranoid and, uh, and lose our drive and our ambition and therefore become easier to control by a controlling body like a government or, you know. What do you think about that? Ah, conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. I love conspiracy mm-hmm. theories. You enjoy con- I, yeah, I just I think conspiracy theories theory are great. Um, whether that is a conspiracy theory or, theory or not, it is the truth. It is the reality. Yeah. You know, if we have a massive uptake of the use of cannabis in this country, then the country will become more docile and, um, you know, and, and whatever is placed in front of somebody through social media um, or by Google or um, by any of the other media that is out there, uh, will simply be accepted without question. Mm, or with very little question, with much less questioning, I should say. And that is never a good thing for society. We need people with sharp brains mm-hmm. who are closely examining what is taking place in our society. And this is why the Bible says we should never touch these kinds of things. The Bible is very clear about alcohol. The Bible is very clear about mind-altering drugs and opiates. And, and of course, cannabis is, it fits in there as a mind-altering drug um, that we should stay far away from these things because God wants us to worship him with a clear your mind. And if you have an opinion about this, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843, and you can weigh in and have a chat with us about it. This is our next song, Forbes Family, God Leads Us Along. In shady green pastures, so rich and so children Fire, fire 
family. God leads us along here on Faith FM. We have a very special person joining us in the studio right now. And you know, one of the great things about being at Big Camp is that there are people everywhere. People just, just floating around that we can snap up like sharks. Drag drag them in and put them on the radio. Marcus, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you. Now, Marcus, just very quickly, um, whereabouts are you from? You're not from this country originally. We, we often, we might, you know, we mostly have like... Uh, People in here that come from all over the world, don't we? Yeah, and they can sense an accent this morning as well. Okay, so whereabouts are you from, Marcus? So I was actually born in Belize in Central America. Oh, you're from Belize. You don't no sound like way. you're from Belize. I grew up in the United, United States of America. Do you carry a Belize passport? I don't know. Oh, you should get one. It was one. British Honduras when I was born there. You should get a Belize one. When I was 18, I asked for a British passport, but I couldn't get it. Oh, that's oh, so sad. I tried. I tried. <laughs> a golden ticket. Uh, so you have to make do with a, an American passport or you've got an Australian one I have now? an Aussie one now, which yeah, is better. you got an Aussie one. Do you still have your American well one as well? I do. Oh, yeah, nice, nice. Two out of three ain't bad. The best of both worlds right there. Mm. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, so you somewhere along the line ended up in Australia. I did, I did. I got a chance to come here with my new wife in 1998. And we've had discovered a whole continent of people that think like we do. We thought we were quite weird in America, and we found out <laughs> we're not so weird after all. We were, we were just born in the wrong country. Fantastic. Yeah, well, we are, we are super glad to have you here. Now, I met you yesterday, and you had a, uh, uh, we had the Super Sunday fun day where we have uh, lots of booths with people that are promoting different projects. And uh, tell us a little bit, little bit about what you were working on yesterday. So we're working on putting together a, well, we have put together a 10-step 
plan to help people with their finances. Okay. So very simple, straightforward. Uh, because maybe, maybe I need to come to your program. <laughs> yes, say, can I come? Eighty-five <laughs> percent of Aussies are living beyond their means. Oh wow! So wow, we have. So when you say living, living beyond their means, what what is it that they're living insolvent? They're spending more than they're 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 spending more money than they're making. Does that so mean they're in continually in debt? That means they're going into deeper and deeper debt, yes. Wow, so, okay. so 85% are actually going further and further into debt rather yes. than coming out yes. of debt. Australia is the second highest median richest country in the world, right? second only to Switzerland, and yet we have the highest debt rate in the world. So can you just explain briefly what that means, that phrase you just didn't use? The median? Yeah, that one. So the average wealth. Average on wealth. average, an Aussie makes $81,500 per year. That's the average. And that's which, really high. That's really high. Okay, second only to Switzerland. Right. Now, so, I was thinking there's a whole bunch of people listening in right now. Like, yeah, we don't make that much money. Yeah, that's the first <laughs> thing that went through my mind. We compare ourselves to our neighbor next door, not our neighbor across the, the oceans. Sure. Sure. Okay, yes. so this is one of the reasons why Australia is called the lucky country, but then we're making ourselves unlucky, so to speak, by spending more than... Is this? Do you think this is like related, like we have so much and so we're used to having so much so we just keep buying more? I think there's a bit of that sense of entitlement and, you know, we, there's generations want to have what their parents have. Parents have worked 35 years to get what they have, but the their children want to have it immediately. Okay, mm-hmm. but let, let, let's put that in a little bit of perspective then. So uh, we are the second richest country in the world, but if you look at places like Sydney, for instance, where home ownership is uh, for the average person just about impossible. Mm. Highest mortgages in the world because our, our property prices are so high. Right. Okay, so we are wealthy. We just can't afford to buy land. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, so what are the so so why why then as uh, because I should mention that you are also a uh, a Christian pastor. You pastor a church and you're running a church plant. And we get time, we'll talk about that. But why would a church pastor be interested in people's finance? Because if people are are deep in debt, it affects everything. It, it's the highest predictor of divorce, and wow. so it destroys families. And if, if you're going through a rough time financially, you can't concentrate and focus on other things in life that are really important. Right. That's true. And so we got to meet people where they are and help people. And a lot of people, it's not because they're trying to. They just have never been taught how to do it. I made a lot of dumb mistakes when I was younger. I wish mm-hmm. I would have known 20 years ago what I know now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish in high school, instead of teaching us stuff like calculus, which I have never used, they taught me like how to do my tax return. That would have been much more useful for my life. <laughs> Some of the most important things in life are not taught in schools, parenting, marriage, and finance. And it, it's yeah. also true, not only is it, um, I'm guessing, a, uh, a massive indicator of divorce, but I just feel that when you have um, financial difficulty, you're constantly in a level of stress. Yes. Which can end your life a lot sooner. Yes, that's right. It can. Now, I have a question. I went to your booth yesterday, and your booth had a somewhat, uh, it kind of had a medieval feel to it. Yeah. What, what's that got to do with your project? Well, it's like, you know, I, I like medieval stuff. I love medieval history and, you know, there was knights there and all that kind of stuff. Tell us about that. How does that what's the connection? Because our whole theme is kingdom builders and so we have this kind of castle theme and uh, really the Holy Spirit gave an inspiration to my wife on this thing. And so we have a, one of our talks is how to slay your dragons and there's a dragon with fire and, and that's oh, cool. all about debt, getting rid of debt. Uh, um, but we're not telling you all of them. Some of them are a bit coptic, so people want to come along. You know, one is called Wield Your Sword. Coptic or cryptic? Uh, 
Cryptic. Sorry. Thank <laughs> I was you. Say, Thank Coptic you. is cryptic. Egyptian. <laughs> You're right. No, not Coptic. Cryptic. This is medieval, not Egyptian. Look, I'm interested in both Coptic and cryptic. You have my attention. <laughs> uh, but just make it a little bit fun. You know, having a moat full of crocodiles was one of them. And these are just all steps, 10 simple steps um, where anybody can do it. Even if they're deep in debt, they can get out of debt. They can succeed. They can pay off their mortgage early. It's about choices. So okay. what is, So tell us, tell us, tell quickly. Well, wait, wait, don't tell us the whole 10 steps because that's yeah. like your livelihood, but maybe just tell us the first one. Was that what you were going to ask? No, I wanted to know about the moat full of crocodiles. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> I really want to know what the moat full of crocodiles okay, is. tell us about the moat full of crocodiles and then maybe tell us the number one step of the 10. Uh, well, I'll... I'll do it the other order. The very first step is to swear fealty to your Lord. Okay. That's the very first step. Uh That's definitely medieval. Yeah, I like like that Uh imagery. That's really cool. And I'll be talking about that one today Yep. um, in in the meeting. Um, And that's really just giving your heart to God. Yes. Committing to Him. Yes. And it includes tithe as well. Yes. 10%. So that's kind of a whole package thing. Okay, so for those people who are listening in who might be in the area, if what what time does your meeting start? 10.30 this morning at Stewart's Point. If you're in the area, we'd love to have you come along. You're welcome. Just doing a quick calculation I- here. It's about 8 o'clock, so 8, 9. If you're within two and a half hours drive of Stewart's Point, <laughs> you can make get it. in your car right now. You can make it to uh, Marcus's presentation and your life could be radically changed by what you hear right there. And I like that you've brought um, God into the picture because, you know, People might think, well, what does God have to do with your money? But, you know, God is interested in us, you know, as a complete person, not just in our spiritual health, but in our physical health and our financial health as well. So I think that's a very um, important point to make. But, yeah, go on. Tell us about the crocodiles in the moat. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I add to that. Jesus says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Uh So it's actually not that hard to get rich. We've told young people you can easily become a millionaire. But the point of having money is you have money to give. It's not for your selfish purposes. So you have you can make a difference in this world and just do a lot of good stuff. It seems that in Australia we're doing the opposite of that. A lot of people are hoarding treasure for themselves. It seems if you're saying that eighty five percent of us are actually going, we're not just in debt, but we are going further and further and further and further into debt. Then it seems that we are actually a very self focused society yeah, mm. the focus is on me I need more rather than what can I do for those around me and having some self-control which is not, not always easy but uh-huh. to say no to things you don't really need but you just want sure 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 yeah okay so you're a uh, so uh, um, we're talking to um, Pastor Marcus Mundell here but you're a uh, a, a a church pastor but you're, you've, you your wife also runs a successful business um, so you're somebody who um, can speak with authority on uh, financial matters Um I just what? sorry, go on. No, you go. I just I just wanted to ask. You know, when I think about money and I think about my financial, uh, I want to say weaknesses, because you know, like you just pointed out, I was never taught anything about money whatsoever, mm-hmm. and I've had to, you know, figure some out. And uh, and um, I actually feel like a lot of embarrassment about it. So I don't like really talking to people about my money situation, like how much I have or, or how much I don't yeah, have. You don't I have should to talk say. money about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So is that like a stigma? People are embarrassed. Like how do you how do you overcome people's embarrassment at their money? Can I embarrass you, Ron? Go in. Go ahead. So I, I'm thinking back to the other day when you got down to your last what was dollar and ninety six cents. Yeah, I just paid a bond. I'd paid like you know, six <laughs> weeks rent all in one go. Moved house on my own coin. Like did the whole 
grown up thing and then was broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've emptied my bank account down to six dollars before, so I know what that that's like with <laughs> yeah. a young family. So I four dollars and fifty six cents I got down to one time. Okay, wow. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think if you have if you're very fortunate, you have parents that know how to do this stuff well, and they they pass it on. You're very fortunate because else, mm. like it's been the news lately. You go to financial planners; they've not all been very. Um, very honest in their dealings with people. People have been ripped off. So people say, if I need help, where do I go? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a taboo topic. You don't talk about it. My wife and I have done sex ed at high school mm-hmm. before. We're not afraid to talk about stuff. <laughs> and people don't have to disclose their information. If they want to, they can, but nobody has to. We're happy just to put it out there what 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 the steps are. Sure. What does the Bible say about debt? The Bible says that if you're you are a slave to the one that you borrowed wow. money from. Okay. Modern day slavery. So we have lots of modern day slaves. <laughs> so that would that would indicate that uh, you would think very very seriously before you voluntarily became a slave. Right. Yeah. And that would be a decision that you would uh, um, yeah, I, I think if I was going to sign myself up and say yes, I'm going to auction myself off on the slave block right now. Yeah, you 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 would not do that if you had other options. That's right. And the truth is, people say, "Can I afford it?" The answer is, if you have enough cash. If you don't have enough cash, you can't afford it, mm-hmm. with the exception of a house mortgage, obviously. Yep. Um, but I don't think you should go into debt for really anything else. Um, yep. So this moat full of crocodiles that you mm-hmm, asked mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. that one. That's a much further down the line step, but that is where you have, however much money you make, you have at least three to six months worth of that. In reserve, so that if anything happens, you can't work, you're laid off, um, your company downsizes, you switch careers, you get sick, your family's going to be all right for at least a time while you get back on your feet or figure another direction out. Right. So, so your moat. So, okay. So your moat full of crocodiles is actually your defense. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Because when I looked at the moat full of crocodiles, they kind of freaked me out a little bit, and I'm like. What's that that means that I'm trapped inside of a city and I can't get out because a moat full of crocodiles all around me, but it's actually the other way around. Yep. You have a defense. Okay, so this is standard business practice because in standard business practice, you'll have uh, 12 months operating um, yes. funds in reserve. And so what you're saying is that a family should have a reserve. Yes, and you don't build that up till after you get out of debt. So there's, the steps are all in order. Uh, so you have to come yeah, and see okay, so, okay. so we're, we're missing steps it. Yeah, before yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. All right, so what are some of the other titles? Because there's some very cool titles there. Uh, wield Your Sword, uh-huh. um, Cash Reserves. That um, one doesn't sound medieval. No, it's K A C H E. So, like if you were in okay. a castle, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. you had to have supplies. Uh-huh. If, you uh-huh. if you were caught un- unaware, you yeah. would be in the hold, yeah. you'd be in trouble. Your wife is a very creative person. Yeah, she I like this. So, you're, you're going to be um, teaching these workshops all week long. Yes. And then, you know, after camp, is that the end of the story? Or if people, you know, they want your help, you know, how do they get your help after that? We are planning to go around in North New South Wales um, for churches that ask us, and we already have some groups that are asking us to come. And we're happy to come and present a series in their local areas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we got some. So, so watch may, for may, Maybe maybe we will have to have you down at Maitland. There's my there's my um, plug for Maitland Church for the day. Oh, by the way, very quickly, whereabouts is your church plant? Church plant is at Southwest Rocks. Okay, on the mid north coast. Some people some people get get all of the uh, all of the luck in life, don't <laughs> <Yeah>. they? <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> part of the world, Beautiful right there. Spot, yes. Yeah, and uh, tell us about your church plant. So the church plant, uh, it's, it's not very many churches in that Southwest Rocks. It's growing quite rapidly. Okay. It's, um, Is it a retirement area? 
A lot of retirees, a lot of people sell up in Sydney, and they find it a lot cheaper up here at a beautiful coast, less crowded. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So it's kind who, of its own little who, unique. Who would not live on the beach if they had the choice? <laughs> Some people say it's like Byron Bay, but 80 years ago, not so crowded. Um, oh, wow. Wow. Move in now before so, it becomes yeah, the next get Byron in now, Bay. Well, I remember, I don't remember Byron Bay from 80 years ago. I remember it from 20 years ago, maybe even 25 years ago. And it was so much less crowded than what it is now. I was at Byron Bay. When was I at Byron Bay? Monday. Last Monday, because I finished teaching classes in Kingscliff and I went to Byron Bay because I could. It was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but it was very disappointing. Really, really disappointing. Um, nothing like the atmosphere that it once had. So you've got that kind of atmosphere there. It, it's, it's a wonderful atmosphere. Right. And your church plant, um, how many people you got coming on there? We got about 20 people. They're just a core group. We're not meeting publicly yet. We're just. Yeah. Uh, it's called the incubation phase, okay, where you see. get together and work out your, uh-huh. your strategy and pray together and you know find ways you're going to reach your community, help your community, and make a difference. Yep. Just quickly, do you have a website our listeners could go to for more information or a phone number? or? Um, I do have a website, but I don't have it with me because we've just developed it. It's kind of brand new. I can return it to you later, or I can That's give right. you my yeah, phone we'll number. Yeah, we'll still go on our I'm Facebook. i for my phone number to be out there. My phone number is 407 Okay, so just uh, um, we'll get um, Pastor Marcus Mundell to give us that phone number again very quickly. So hopefully you've got your pen ready. Uh, go for it. 0407-07-110. And we'll put all that information on our Facebook. We'll put your website and your phone number so you can jump on our Faith FM Facebook and uh, access that detail there. Thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate you stopping by. We're going to have another song. This is Lauren Daigle, How Can It Be?
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Yeah. 
You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.